What is up, everybody? My name is Ryan Smith. Welcome to the first episode of the Ridge and Valley NFL podcast. Like I said, I'm Ryan Smith alongside me, Wyatt Evans and Ethan Jacobs. Guys, how are we feeling about the first episode? And I'm feeling great. I'm feeling like a real businessman over here. And uh, Ethan, I'm loving the stash. Thanks, man. I've been growing it out. Uh, but Ryan, I feel wonderful. I feel better than Wyatt does any day of the week. That's, That's good for sure. That's, That's great to hear. Well, just to get it started, since this is first official episode, go ahead and give a little more formal introduction to ourselves. Like I said, Ryan Smith, uh, student at the University of Oklahoma right now, studying broadcast journalism, sports journalism. Obviously, grew up watching the NFL pretty much my entire life. So, I like to think I have a somewhat basis knowledge on some of the things, and I'm just excited for what we all have in store for you, the viewers, going into it, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been watching the NFL quite a while. I picked a random team through NFL Blitz, so that's how I ended up we, uh, being a, a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So, you know, it's it's been really good for me the past few years. Um, you know, I graduated from uh, Cumberland University here in Tennessee, and now I sell real estate, so hit me up for that too. Leave the best for last. I am currently studying uh, sort management, sports, outdoor recreation, tourism management at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Uh, I'm in my senior year, about to graduate very soon. Uh, love the Titans. Watched the NFL. I guess I got really into it when I was a freshman in high school. I always watched it, but I got really into it uh, when I was a freshman. My dad was an Oilers fan. I don't know how he just picked. I'm guessing kind of like Wyatt just picked the Oilers just because. And uh, it's been torture ever since. Amen. Praise God, baby. Hey, man, you got the they, they got that, that that run in 2019 to the AFC championship and then the one seed. It's not it hasn't been total torture. Well, I look at the result. Of those <laughs> That's it. Hey man, I look I'm at a Dolphins fan. No rings. I'm a Dolphins fan. My dad grew up watching Dan Marino and passed the pain onto myself and my brother. I I literally have never seen them win a playoff game. So I I there's that, I guess. But Yo. enough about ourselves. Let's go ahead and get started into this, guys. Obviously, NFL Combine, the official testing began today with the defensive linemen, defensive tackles, edge rushers and the linebackers and guys who would you say was your biggest riser on these draft boards today i have a one in mind but whoever wants to go first i'm gonna go ahead and say devon Devondre sweat dude he is a big man and he can move he, can he move. is just like he can move he was getting it he had a faster uh 40 yard time than tom brady did uh well god what year was that 99 it was before my time i don't know it to memory but yeah that man oh. is just a monster just a monster that doesn't happen very often i think he's gonna do pretty good yeah NFL. yeah and he's got a personality to match too because he was out there you know beforehand being like yeah whenever i run you're just gonna be you know just feeling it and then he was wearing some rocking some shades afterwards and everything so going ahead and putting his personality on display too yeah, for sure. At, at 366, 
running a five two seven is just it's ridiculous. I mean, it's scary. Obviously, obviously, you know, compared to the rest of the guys who weigh significantly less, it doesn't compare super well. But I mean, three sixty six to five twenty seven, and just just an unbelievable. If I'm moving that fast at three and a half bills, yeah, all right. Like I, I could probably run that right now, as a two hundred five pound unathletic, at just worthless piece of trash. I could run that, but you know what? He's a monster. I'll, I'll let him keep doing that, and I won't uh, interfere with him in any way. I will stay in the opposite direction. Yeah, and not any necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily a riser. I don't guess, but just a really big standout uh, to me was Dallas Turner. Um, today running a faster 40 than Derrick Henry from the same alma mater at Bama um, as an outside linebacker. I mean. Yeah, I mean, he was a dude. He was he was a guy going in who uh, pretty much was a guaranteed projected top 10, top 15 pick. And well, throughout testing so far, he's definitely secured it out of all the edge guys. He was either first or second in pretty much all the testing that he did over a 40 inch vert as a 62 defensive end is just ridiculous 44 is like a 442 443 or 446 yeah, something ridiculous 446 he he's going to be a monster definitely turned it on after Will Anderson left this past year and you know double digit sacks in a season that maybe wasn't the best for Bama what he was definitely one of the one of those bright spots yeah 83 inch wingspan as well. Monster. Man, sounds like an eagle to me. Yeah, man, but yeah. I'd have to say uh, my gonna first. Dude, literally. <laughs> my I would say my riser, the biggest one that stood out to me was NC State's Peyton Wilson. I mean, he was a he's a guy who's sort of in between that day two, not necessarily day three, but a, a day two pick. And he ran a four, four, three. That was the fastest of the day. And having a guy like that who can fly at the linebacker position is not something that you see necessarily super often, not anymore. Anyways, a lot of those guys transition to that defensive end spot and being able to have a guy like that. And then, is just unbelievable can definitely help a lot of teams especially if he were to stay in that second third round range for sure and then um kind of routing it off of the actual performance that we saw on the field today did you guys see the video of michael Penix throwing inside the inside the arena throwing around i did Dude's he's looking sharp. In there, boy. He's, he's insane. I think we saw it whenever he was at Indiana, then especially whenever he went to he went to Washington. It's just he's going to be one of the top guys drafted this year, and there's really – Yeah, no and I just think he's feeling point. it right now. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of injury concerns. As, a, as someone who watched Indiana, I mean, because my dad went to Indiana. Uh, it was painful to watch him get hurt that many times. I think he had four season-ending yeah. injuries. Yeah, and I like think that every that's year. Or is he still twice, didn't he? 
I believe twice. Yeah, he tore his ACL twice, and so that that gives me the worry. I mean, I guess maybe it's him being left-handed makes me think of you know Tua's hip injury, which Tua's doing fine now. Um, but then the the ACL injuries just makes me think uh, with, with his mobile um, as he possibly can be uh, makes me think a little bit more RG three, and I don't want to see a repeat of that. So yeah, that would definitely be a be a rough thing to see, but. Sort of moving on to next top our next topic. Obviously, the NFL announced earlier this week that the salary cap is being raised by a record-breaking thirty million to around two hundred fifty, two hundred fifty-five million for each team. That's almost doubling. Actually, that's over. That's doubling and some change from where they were at just over a decade ago, and. It's it's something that definitely you've seen with all the marketing in the NFL and things like that. Guys, what teams do you think are affected the most, good or bad, by this by this increase of this margin? I think the teams you got to look at are all the ones at the top, such as the Patriots, you know, the Titans, uh, Colts. I think those are the guys that really need a lot of players free agency, and they're going to use that money. Hopefully, hopefully well. I think there's a lot that can be done with that money. And uh, especially with a lot of big cuts, especially with the Titans. I know the most about the Titans. So I could talk about them more freely. But I'm sure those other teams have very similar situations. Because they're kind of all in the same spot. Yeah, and I guess that I'm paying attention a little bit more to the bottom of the list because it's like whenever you think that you're going broke and you find a $20 bill in your pocket and you're like, oh, shoot, like I can I can eat for the rest of this week. We all know how that is being in college. Then, um, you know, I think this will be a nice little shiny penny in their pocket of like, oh, man, we were in we were in so much deep trouble. And now we have maybe a little bit of room to breathe. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Definitely can see what both of you guys are saying. The top of the list, just, you know, the rich get richer in, in terms of money. Obviously, generally, a lot of the teams at the top of this list are uh, also picking at the top of the draft. But at the same time, these teams that are under the cap, like the 49ers, Cowboys, Dolphins, Bills especially, can definitely benefit from that extra $30 million that they get along with all of the casualties the the casualties they'll have like i know for miami especially with Xavier howard and emmanuel ogba being cut being like designated as post june 1st cuts is definitely going to be a lot for them to benefit the ones the teams that i see the most of though are these teams that are on the edge of breaking out into the playoffs teams that needed that extra push to get them there teams like the colts and uh, just, you know, this teams like that that were on the edge and now have that extra money in their pocket to go out and get somebody who can really, who can push them over the edge. And speaking on players that can push them over the edge, this is probably one of the most quality free agent classes that we've seen in the NFL in recent memory. So, guys, who are some of these players that you've been watching on the free agent list and? Where do you think they're going to go? Segwaying straight from Indianapolis, uh, let's not forget that Michael Pittman is uh, is a free agent as well. 
right now. And so with that extra cap space, you know, they can keep a veteran guy there that's already been uh, with the organization and try and, you know, bring him back. Um, or, you know, they can move on to greener pastures and try and see if, uh, if it's a better fit um, bringing in someone outside and seeing if, if they can do something that Michael Pittman hadn't. But honestly, I don't have any, uh, any room to say that anybody else could do much better than Michael Pittman right now. You know, I, I think that he's done his job well in, 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 in Indy. So. Especially with the quarterback play, expecting? I mean, inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you, so I, like, are you sort of feeling him to go back to Indianapolis or where do you, do you expect him to go to test out the waters and free agency to some of these wide receiver needy teams, like maybe the Titans or somewhere else? Um, I kind of see him, I see him staying. I don't, I don't really see him going anywhere else it, it, in, in my mind. I don't see him anywhere else unless, you know, there's a potential that a, if there is a real contender that has the the money to pay him, I can see him going somewhere. But like you said, Indianapolis has the cap space for it. Um, so they can, they can afford to cut a check and keep a guy that has been in the locker room in Indy. So I think he stays. I also agree with that. I think he'll probably get tagged. I think that's what they're probably going to do. Uh, but I mean, some other guys so far, um, the guys that I'm really interested in are like Marquise Brown, uh, where he's going to go. I think he'll land in Tennessee. That's the guy that's been connected to Tennessee quite a bit. Um, the Homer. other guy that's interesting is uh, Dave Davis. Uh, I am unsure. I think he'll come back to the Bills. I think he will. I think he's going to go out to the, the market and no one's really going to want to pay him the money he wants, and I think he's going to go back. Um, another big free agent, Josh Jacobs. I mean, Austin Eckler, uh, Zach Moss. Please do not step on my computer, cat. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh let's see. Carmelo just that really Carmelo threw me off. Carmelo just... <laughs> yeah. But do you, uh, and I guess this is a question for both of you guys, but do you think that Austin Eckler is in a very similar position right now as Derek Henry is of coming from a team that has, you know, has had potential in the past, um, has had previous letdowns, has been a shining light in the offense, um, but is starting to gain a couple years in age? Does he get a, an extended contract? Does he move on from the Chargers? Where does he land? I mean, for I feel like both, yeah, like you said, why both these guys are just in the same boat. I feel like you definitely saw a drop off in Austin Eckler's play, especially, but also Derrick Henry's. Just the burst that Austin Eckler had, I, I just don't feel like is there anymore. I feel like it's apparent in a lot of the video and tape that you watch of him. It's just like, I mean, I'm, and I'm just, I'm sure you guys have seen it where he'll get out in open space down the sideline and it just it's like he's got a trailer behind him a trailer attached he's just i don't think he's got that burst that he used to have and uh i doubt either of them get an extended contract that's like you know over two years 
speaking of Derek, I really want Derek back with Tennessee. I think it makes sense. Keep him continuity with the players. A veteran in the locker room. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Derek was the second uh, highest rated running back for PFF. Uh, so, I mean, he's still got it. Our O-line was the worst in the NFL. And he still produced to an elite level. I think it's worth it to pay him what his estimated contract is, which is around $10 million. But I think he'll come back to Tennessee for about eight, if he were to come back. Eight to seven for about a two-year contract. So 14 mil. Um, I, it's it's hard to say what's what's going to happen because we're trying to get younger, faster, and less stone age-ish. So we're focusing on receiver and getting the ball out quick and pass catching backs and rotational kind of modern NFL. It kind of perfectly how Miami does it. That's kind of what, you know, just an easy example, very explosive. Everyone's seen Miami play. That's kind of what the NFL's going towards. And that's what we're trying to do. But Derrick Henry's plug and play anywhere he goes. It's just maybe they're trying just to separate it from what we were with Mike Rabel and just a horrible, torturous offense to watch. Yeah, and then you got to remember who Tennessee just brought in uh, as head coach and how um, his tenure in Cincinnati was. He went in uh, to a Cincinnati offense that also had a very putrid O-line, and uh, instead of making the decision of uh, getting Panay Sewell uh, in the draft, he went ahead and drafted um, a wide, a, like a dominant wide receiver uh, in Jamar Chase and, and, you know, kind of burnt the boats there and said that we're just going to be, you know, quick to throw, have some dominant receivers, make them miss in the open field. So I think that that'll, that'll plug and play for, for Tennessee as well. Yeah, of course, just some great points all around. I think for my, and like kind of, moving on to a different spot my one of the guys that i was looking at free agent wise is and this is going to be a little bit of a homer thing is uh christian wilkins defensive lineman uh with with miami i mean he had by far his best season overall with 65 tackles nine sacks all tripling his previous season high enforcing fumbles as well uh he's a guy i mean he's a guy who is a really good in the run game that really developed his pass rush pass rush well this season and just always has a high motor and it, 28 26 years old he's gonna be he'll be if miami doesn't bring him back which They've already been working on a deal at this point, and it's it's hard to say whether he will or not. It's absolutely a possibility, but he is going to be a guy that wherever he goes is going to make an impact. I've seen some things where it's he might go to the Patriots. Obviously, the Bears have some of the most cap space in the NFL, and helping out Justin Fields in any way on either side of the ball is going to be a big deal if that's the way that they decide to go. But, yeah, I mean, I think Christian Wilkins is definitely an interesting topic to see where he goes if he doesn't go back to Miami. Do you think it's a possibility of that happening because of Miami's cap situation? Do you think he can 
you think he's going to be able to come back? I think they've already been in contract talks about it. I've seen that all over Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. And with those post-June cuts with Xavier Howard and Emmanuel Ogba, they're going to be, I believe, roughly about like 30, 40 million. Uh, they have 30, 40 million to work with in cap space. So it's definitely a possibility. It's it's 100% a possibility. Now, whether they get it done, whether Christian wants to go chase the bag in free agency, wherever he'll go, which he will absolutely get if he doesn't get it in Miami, that's a whole different case. But they'll the cap space problem that they have right now is very easily resolved and will be by the time all of the cuts kind of go through. Yeah. And um, to tie in kind of um, some people getting uh, or some rumors of people getting cut or traded and everything just saw earlier that Alexander Madison um, is being released from the Vikings, which will free up about $3.3 million worth of cap space for them to go ahead and, and tack on there. I think that puts them in like the mid 30, uh, $30 million range in cap space um, to go ahead and add to that, uh, which of course, you know, it'd be awesome to put a piece right beside Jay Jettas, but then there's also the rumor flying around that Justin Jefferson, is he staying in town? Is he leaving? Yeah. Is he staying? Is he leaving? Is, is, uh, Kirko chains going to be the guy, uh, to keep him to make him stay, you know, who, who's going to make Justin Jett, uh, Jay Jetta stay, you know? Big, big question there. I think he's staying just cause I think the Vikings are going to give him, I don't know, get the best opportunity to make money. Uh, he could go somewhere else and make more, that doesn't make sense. I just contradicted myself. I'm trying. It's it's very complicated. I don't know. I just have a feeling he's gonna stay. Instead of trying to like make it logical, I just have a feeling he's not going anywhere. They're gonna give him money. Do you think possibility that the? Do you think there's any possibility that the Chiefs? You know, obviously that would make that would be an unbelievable thing if that were to happen. But do you think there's any possibility that the Chiefs could make a play on him? I think there's a possibility um, just based off the fact of who the Chiefs are, for one, um, the wide receiving core that we saw that they just somehow won the Super Bowl with. Also, they just had news that they were, which, of course, this isn't anything crazy, but releasing um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um they just franchise tagged uh, Legarius Sneed to try and get some trade value from him later in the season. So if if that's a potential, you know, uh, part of the trade, uh, you know, that there's some potential there um, uh, because I can't even lie to you. I, I didn't watch enough of um, the Vikings playing football this past year because honestly, it was it was kind of rough to watch. Um, so I don't know if that's a position that they uh, they would really be chomping at the bit to uh, get the most trade value out of or not. Oh yeah, I mean you have to imagine they would be because I mean Justin Jefferson, even after the injuries, is still the best wide receiver in the NFL. And you saw what you saw what the Chiefs got for Tyreek Hill whenever they traded him to Miami. I would imagine that it's going to be even more than that. 
if he were to be traded, which I don't know that any team that maybe has a wide receiver need and the cap space to do it would even be willing to do because we're, we're talking about multiple first round picks, just, just a boatload of draft picks, maybe players alongside what I believe is projected to be like a 28, 30 plus million uh, per year sort of deal is what he's, what he is expecting. All I know is I, uh, I wouldn't do it if I were the Titans or anything. And give it up. Like, okay, you got to look at it this way. Like the Chiefs could give that up and be fine. Patrick Mahomes can win with plumbers on the team, dude. He's just that good. You give him a receiver that is like, I, I can't even imagine playing the Chiefs at that point if everyone's healthy. But like these these teams that have a lot of cap space, as Ryan said earlier, they have a lot of uh, draft capital as well because they're drafting very early. So you'd be giving up a lot, and especially if you aren't that good and you're picking early, you need more than just one position and giving up all of these potential players just for one guy this isn't worth it to teams like i have seen again i'm on the titan side of twitter i have seen mocks for justin jefferson going to tennessee and it's just it doesn't make sense for teams that are in like tennessee situations but the chiefs i could see it happening i don't think it's going to happen but i could see it i think justin jefferson is one of those players that if a team were to trade for him they're one of those teams, like I was mentioning earlier, that's on the edge of the playoffs. It's 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 not going to be a team like the Titans, like you said, where a wide receiver, even of his caliber, is not going to push them to the playoffs. And you can say that about the Patriots. You can say that about Washington, the Cardinals. They're They're not going to be making the playoffs, even if they add Justin Jefferson. And, I mean, it's going to be one of those teams that, is either already a playoff team that is trying to really make a run at the Super Bowl and really make a run at Patrick Mahomes, essentially, in, in either league, or is going to be a team that is on the edge of the playoffs that needs or that could use that superstar caliber player that would push them over the edge. Yeah, and right now I can't think of a I can't think of it like running through teams in my mind. Uh, I can't think of a, a place where he lands that doesn't already. I mean, of course, besides Kansas City, I mean, I can't think of a place where he lands that there's not already a pretty solidified wide receiver one that would be fine. Like, I guess ego wise, maybe stepping into a wide receiver one A and one B role. Like, I, I just don't see it. And the, the Chiefs have the ability to, uh, for him to slide in, just be wide receiver one, and nobody else can really say too much about it. Yeah. Well, obviously, we've already been talking about one of the bigger trade rumors in the NFL. And I, I don't think there's any bigger trade discussion than what the Bears are going to do with the number one pick. Are they going to keep Justin Fields? and traded away are they going to keep Justin Fields and 
take maybe Marvin Harrison with that first pick? Are they going to ship Justin Fields off to who, wherever, who knows, and draft Caleb Williams? What What do you guys think the Bears are going to do? Uh, Well, it, do you guys know if that video of Justin Fields hop around in his house that his uh, agent posted, is that actually Justin Fields, or is that like a fake video? I've not seen this video. You haven't seen it? There was a thing on Twitter where it was like Justin Fields jumping around super excited that his agent posted on his like Instagram story. Um, it may be fake, but I remember people seeing people say I didn't like super look into it to see if it was actually him and if it was recent. I probably should before I say this, but uh, I have a feeling Justin Fields is gone and they're going to get Caleb Williams. I think the chance to get a prospect like Caleb Williams is just, you can't pass it up. You will regret it if he turns out to be the quarterback that he is projected to be. And I don't think but Justin Fields will ever get to that point. When is the last time that that has worked? <laughs> like, like solid evidence that that has worked, like straight, you know, pulling a guy in. I mean, me. what's, what's that? Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray. Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith is like probably the biggest one. Because you gotta remember Alex yeah. Smith, he was he was a pro bowler the year that they drafted Mahomes. And I mean, obviously, we all see what Patrick Mahomes is now. That's like the right. biggest that's like the biggest one. But I would say for the most part, it really hasn't. Uh I mean you can you can say like the Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen deal i think that equates more like because i I think clearly i mean Justin fields is way better than josh rosen ever will be but it's not like it's not like alex alex was legit like a pro bowler like he was legit good yeah and he they they were just like oh Patrick Mahomes looks like he could be a lot better and it definitely works out for some teams but i mean yeah the other way you can think about it is it's like how far can Justin fields bring you every year it's like, yeah, we can, well, we think he can do this. It was like, this guy could bring you way further than that. Just the potential of it is what is so enticing. Yeah, and, I guess uh, my devil's advocate is saying like that, that that's, you know, pure speculation because as we always hear, the pace of play and the level of play every single year, every rookie steps in. And you hear you you don't hear them talk about it immediately, but it's down the road and they're like, oh, do you remember your first game? And it's like, dude, I remember blinking and, you know, safeties will be like, dude, I remember blinking. And the receiver was like past me, like by four steps, you know, and I realized with uh, with the QB position, uh, it'll move very quickly for him. And of course, he's he's uh, one of the sharpest minds in the game. But this is still coming to the the pinnacle, the very peak of football and so I, I just i just have the, my uh my own skepticism there yeah of course Definitely i mean that, interesting. That, that makes sense uh kind of speaking on justin fields obviously you know when he was at ohio state he was a really good passer and i don't know if going to the nfl and you know having those defenses messed with him at all but i mean we talk about lamar jackson make fun of him for being a running back Justin Fields is the pure definition of a running back. He, and while he, he's certainly had his moments that show like, hey, the potential is there as a passer. 
there have been a lot of like questionable decisions. Like I remember against the Buccaneers earlier in the season uh, to go ahead. I think in the fourth quarter, he had a guy wide open on a, like a slight wheel route up the seam against like a cover three. And he just missed him completely. He didn't, didn't even see him. So I think the potential of Justin Fields is certainly there, but going into his fourth year, I believe fourth year, right? Or is it third? Should be third. He's 20, he's, uh, he was drafted in 21, I think, right? Yeah. Because he was in that so draft class be. with – he was in that draft Mac class Jones. with like Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, who – what a – Beast. What a, what a pick he was. But yeah, he's going into he is going into year whichever year he's going into, and <laughs> yeah, pretty I think, much. I think at this point, if he hasn't developed as a passer well enough, like if he hasn't developed as a passer enough, then he's not going to do it with the Bears. So, yeah, I can definitely agree with that. As much as I love to play devil's advocate, I, I've got to agree with that. Um, I just – it's really hard for me to imagine. I mean, I know obviously Caleb Williams is an insane athlete as well, but it's hard for me to uh, imagine someone giving up the chance to have Marvin Harrison Jr. on your team beside DJ Moore. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing around it too is that the opportunity to get so much capital, both draft and player-wise, with this pick is just something that's really hard to pass up, even with Caleb Williams, because, you know, Washington obviously has been projected all around the board to uh, pick a quarterback with second pick. And if they were to trade up and get, and the Bears get a huge haul for that, you still have Marvin Harrison Jr. on the board. And he's, he's, he's going to be a superstar in the making whenever he hits, whenever he hits the field. So the Bears are really primed to, I think no matter what they do, I think it'll be, it'll end up in their favor. I just, obviously one decision has way more impact than the other. I 100% agree with that. I think that either, either way that they pick at the end of the day, could be looked at as a huge like win, like man, like this was the best pick that we ever made. And then also could be the exact flip side of the coin because at the end of the day, players are going to adapt better in different circumstances. So, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be people that they, they go out and they absolutely crush it with one team. And it's like, okay, like we should have drafted differently, but you know, you'll never, you'll never get to split test that and be like, well, if we had drafted like this instead of this, then, then we would have that success. It's like, Oh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe we got some stuff going on, you know, behind closed doors in Chicago, that's causing uh, a whole lot of your trouble rather than, Hey, just fix this one point and uh, everything else will fall in line. Okay. And sort of splitting off on the whole first overall pick. Uh, talk. No matter which way you lean, what do you? Who do you expect? Like, if you think Justin Fields is staying, and they're going to trade the first pick, who do you think is going to trade up for it? And if you think Justin Fields is gone, who do you think trades for Justin Fields? 
Mm. I think Atlanta trades for Justin Fields is what I think happens. That's the rumors. Atlanta needs a quarterback really bad. <laughs> As I'm sure both of you guys saw the press conference with Atlanta's new head coach. He's like, uh, quarterback wasn't a problem. I wouldn't be sitting in this chair, would I? Uh, so they are clearly going to be looking for a quarterback. And I just see that pairing working out. Uh, Atlanta, you know, history with Michael Vick. Uh, it has nothing to do with the coach and team now, but, you know, people associate players and play styles with a certain franchise. Uh, I, I just see that being a perfect mesh. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to have to give up to get him. I'm not sure what Chicago is going to be asking for. Uh, not as much as the I first overall pick. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Um, but I think another team could be the Patriots, potentially. Uh, but I think they're going to be looking for a rookie. I think they want to draft a QB. They want to mold a QB. Uh, let's see. Why, do you have any teams that Justin Fields could be going to? Well, no, I definitely agreed with you with Atlanta, just because I can see uh, with the, the dynamic running back that Justin Fields is, uh, putting a running back back there with B. John Robinson would be pretty intimidating. Uh, Got to be pretty honest there. Um, but aside from that, I mean, I can't see, I can't see another team that I, I really think that would, I don't know, just have the gall to think that they could, make Justin Fields work as a passer for them. I, I don't see it. I can fix him. I can fix him. I swear I can fix him. <laughs> I, I've, seen not rumors. I've seen rumors about him possibly going to the Steelers. Uh, I've seen that too. Any trade offers going in, but Steelers could be an option. Obviously, Kenny Pickett has been injured and just really hasn't been horrible good at all. I mean, when Mason horrible. Rudolph is performing better than Kenny Pickett is. That's that's a problem. But another team that I 100% could see is the Vikings. Because Kirk, mm -hmm. Kirk is coming off a ACL or an Achilles tear, excuse me. He's going in free agency, so he's not even going to be there. And, I mean, you see a new face going in there. And if they do obviously decide to keep Justin Fields, which I would imagine, or it, they do decide to keep uh, Justin Jefferson, which I would imagine they would do pairing, giving him a brand new system with a guy in that, with the head coach in that Rams offense. It's just, I think that would be a good change of scenery for Justin Fields. And especially, obviously, pairing him up with a really good wide receiver and Justin Jefferson would be a huge boost on his psyche. Well, yeah, but he they also paired him up with, and I understand Justin Jefferson is better than DJ Moore. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, but they just added DJ Moore as a weapon for Justin Fields this past year. And we see what a complete utter waste of a move that was just because it didn't change him as a passer. Um, personally, I think that, uh, the Vikings would be even better off going and getting at a discount Gardner Minshew than to go and pick up Justin or make a trade for Justin Fields. It just wouldn't make any sense. 
Alright. Well, it'd be atrociously ugly to look at, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, are there any other trade rumors that you guys have heard possibly about? Well, I mean, the one we haven't mentioned that's pretty obvious is T. Higgins. Uh, tag and trade has been in the talks about T. Higgins for the last two damn months. It's it's all that's been mentioned. Uh, and I mean, again, just because I'm a Titans fan, the number one thing that I always see is because Brian Callahan is the new head coach, former OC of the of the Bengals, that that's the landing spot. Like, if we were to trade, we'd trade our 38th overall pick to the Bengals for T. Higgins, and then maybe some, maybe a fourth, fourth trade, something like that, um, fourth swap, something of that nature. Uh, I could see it happening for sure. Uh, he's young. He's incredible. As a Clemson fan, watching him play in college was just I just it was just incredible and I knew he was going to be good in the NFL I was actually begging for the Titans to draft him and we didn't and I was very upset uh so I mean that's the biggest rumor for me that I have been around and involved with the most and it seems most realistic to me uh or the Titans at least Why you guys think about that? No, I was just gonna say, um, as as far as that goes, you know, uh, trading that. Do do you think? And and I know this is a a biased topic, but do you think that that's a a good lateral trade there, T. Higgins for thirty eighth, thirty eighth overall? um, Whenever you're you are really trying to uh, to build up a great offensive line for a new young quarterback, and you know who knows if it's going to be. Tajay Spears back there, if it's still going to be Derrick Henry, regardless, you're, you still want to have a good outline. Here's what I think. Uh, so I think next episode we should do a draft-centric episode. That, like this episode, I know no one's going to listen to this yet, but don't worry, we'll get there, boys. Uh, I sound horrible uh, just because I'm not really in on most of the stuff we've talked about today as much. I've tried to do a little research. The draft is what I've, that's all I've done. So, but just to give a little bit, uh, why, as you say, I think we trade for T Higgins. Uh, if we will, we'll do it, you know, during free agency, when free agency starts, uh, we are going for O-line at seven. That is what we were doing. We are drafting an O-lineman at seven. Uh, whether that's Joe Alt or, uh, Olaf Ashwanu, uh, Penn State, I think if neither of those guys there will trade back potentially with the Vikings, potentially with Atlanta, potentially with one of those teams, we'll trade back and then pick the best guy at the position, uh, get value out of it. Because uh, if we trade for T, there's no need to get you know Malik Neighbors. Uh, but if we draft Malik Neighbors, uh, we didn't get T Higgins. It's just you you're not gonna get two big acquisitions like that at the same position when there's so many other things of need. So I think kind of the rule I'm following is if we trade for T Higgins before the draft, we're drafting an alignment, the first, first round pick. And then the second round pick will be either 
another receiver uh that like maybe if someone fell a tight end a cornerback is probably what we're going to draft in the second round if we haven't uh picked up one of free agency like Legarius Sneed we haven't traded for him that's another big thing with the Titans uh but yeah it, it, it hopefully that answers your question or what yeah. at least yeah. my extremely expert opinion is <laughs> yeah definitely Ryan I mean, yeah, I agree with I agree with pretty much everything you said. Obviously, uh, really wasn't much of a surprise that T Higgins was franchise tagged because I know they want to keep that core nucleus together, or at least try to keep that core nucleus together for Joe Burrow whenever he gets back. But I think alongside that, trading him to a wide receiver needy team like the Titans would definitely be a benefit there because i mean he he's really been able to prove himself over this pa- over these past 2 years as a wide receiver one with just with the Jamar Chase out i mean you saw it especially this year he definitely has the talent to be one of those guys you can go to in the moment and it'll just be really interesting over the next couple of weeks to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, and I am really excited about what's... Free agency is the best... The opening day of free agency is the best day in football, other than the draft. I think the draft and the first day of free agency are 1A, 1B to me. They're the most fun. Just like... It, for some reason, it's more fun than opening, like, opening kickoff. Oh, like, man. It just is. <laughs> It's way better. I just love all the off-season stuff. It's my it's my favorite thing. I love following what's going on. I love crying about it whenever it sucks. It's just especially because like with the stuff on the field I've had to watch past two years, so not as exciting. But yeah, really, really, really excited about free agency, and that's coming up real soon. About two weeks. About two weeks. Yeah, no, off-season, definitely the, I'm not going to say the dull time of the season, but it's definitely, for uh, a lot of people, not as exciting as getting to watch your favorite team play. But like you said, free agency coming up really soon. March 13th is the first day of free agency at 4 o'clock. It's going to be really exciting to see where a lot of these guys like Chris Jones and Josh Allen and uh, Jags Josh Allen, not obviously not the Bills one, but exciting where a lot of these guys end up signing with. And then about a month and a half later, you're going to see the the NFL draft. And then as soon as that hits, you got uh, training camp and all this. And it's once free agency hits, that's when the ball really starts to get rolling to the start of the season. And we are going to have a lot in store over the next couple of weeks leading up to free agency. that's kind of that's that's all we've got here for our inaugural episode. My name is Ryan Smith, alongside Wyatt Evans and Ethan Jacobs. Really appreciate anybody who does decide to listen in, and we'll be back next week. Thank you so much. Peace. Love you guys.